Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing. Worth singing about So now you're in And now you won't bag out Oh, Lordy Lord. Hello, everyone. Good evening, Mains. It's uh, Wednesday, December 4th, 2013. And uh, you're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye, on the one and only Blazing Rye Backstage program. I'd like to welcome to the show the Sade to my batter-in-law, Mrs. Jonathan Weeks. Mrs. Weeks, how are you? Oh, shit. Nope. Hold on. Oh, there you are. Wait, Weeks. What's up, Mike? Wait, wait. Hello? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing, Mike? Oh, I'm all right, man. guy from Arrested Development. Isn't that Thomas Jane? I think that is. I, I Thomas think. Jane is, isn't he also in that movie Mist? Mist Your Ass? <laughs> Mist Your Ass? Yeah, featuring Tom Fogarty. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know about you, but I'm having a rough time getting it back together after that Thanksgiving break. What about you? Me too. I think it was that party we went to, man. <laughs> Definitely that party. <laughs> oh man, but it was good times. Good times seeing the maids back together. I know. Yeah. Where was Jesus? I know. He he was really missed. I'm telling you, he was the only one who didn't make it. Isn't that the most amazing thing? Well, and Christy and White Mandrew. That's true. That's true. That that's very true. Uh, I'm thankful for the maids, though. We got to see Julian. Scotty Spezio showed up. Andrew Mandrew. The legend? The legend of uh, the Hidden Temple? (laughs) Who's the Hidden Devil? Uh, The legend of the Hidden Temple, Andrew Mangrew. What do you think about that guy, uh, that that kid Tom? Uh, Tom is okay. You know, it's okay to see him once probably every 10 years. (laughs) 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 That was harsh. No, no, Tom's a good kid. He swears a lot. He's somewhat funny. He was dropping that end bomb uh, way too much in front of that way too little, many black people. That was a little inappropriate right there, but, you know, he does what he wants to do, I guess. Tom, Tom uh, Morello, right? Uh, is, is that his name, Tom Morello? No, no, I have no idea what his name is. 
Last time but, uh, on the show, you said Salvatore Morello. Who are these Morellos? I don't know where they're coming from. I just make up names sometimes, and uh, whatever pops up in my head, he just seems like a Tom Morello, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, John? We we, we have uh, a, I, I apparently I'm supposed to announce a contest winner tonight of a contest oh. that we never we never even uh, <laughs> talked about to begin with. And I'm still waiting on instructions on doing that. Um, okay. But I've gone to this blog. It's royalsnub.blogspot.com. And, you know, I, I went there tonight, and all of a sudden I see tune in and and listen to this Wednesday to Blazing Right Backstage. Uh, and, uh, and, and Ryan Holmes will announce the winner on the air. Um, <laughs> wait a second. I got to... Uh, yeah, and I don't even know what the... Okay, so I got a message about it just now. Okay, okay. let's see. Um, nobody noticed. No need to mention a winner since no one played. Maybe <laughs> shout out another Red Cross Twitter handle. Okay. Okay. So... Okay. So this is a, a botched contest that we are accidentally involved in. <laughs> and, uh, okay, let's see. The, the winner of the contest was to receive a generous donation made in their name to the hashtag Typhoon Relief Fund. All right, so um, the most I can do right now is uh, I'm not sure who else has these handles at the moment, but go uh, go on Twitter and, and look up that hashtag Typhoon Relief Fund, and you can donate uh, to wherever it links you to help out the people affected by the terrible typhoon um, that affected uh, the Philippines. Um, when was that? Two weeks ago. I think so. Yeah, that was terrible. Next. What'd you say? Good kids? Give, you know, give, give something. Give, uh, you know, even if it's like $5, you know, something's uh, still something, you know? Yeah, every little bit helps fans help out uh, your fellow citizens of the world in need. I have two fortune cookies next to me. One is open and one is closed. Which is yours and which is mine? Mine's open, yours is closed. All right. Yours is open. Uh, I'm going to uh, open the cookie now. And it says, this is yours, and it says, learn Chinese, spring. (laughs) Winners expect to win in advance. Life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's yours. What do you think about that? What was the beginning? Winners what? (laughs) Winners expect to win in advance. Life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Wow, uh, that's kind of a cocky uh, uh, fortune. I don't like that fortune. It's like uh, if you think of yourself as a winner, you'll, you'll be a winner, and uh, it's kind of like that, you know, in sociology where they talked about the self-fulfilling uh, prophecy or the uh, what was it, the looking glass mirror or something like that. If you believe that you're a winner, you'll you'll grow up and become a winner. If, if you believe what everybody else calls you, you know, a loser or you know, what what or what not, you just, that's what you grow up to become. I don't really believe in that, but. But uh, I guess, you know, positive thinking is a great thing, so stay positive. <laughs> <laughs> you guess positive thinking is a great thing. <laughs> yes, but yeah, a, I, I, I was, a okay. was, that was a cocky one, but yeah. 
All right, that's yours and mine. Let's see. We've got to get this cellophane off. The cookie is very you crumbled. You better eat that cookie, here. man. No, I don't eat these cookies. No, you better eat that cookie. I'm not going to eat the cookie. Eat <laughs> it. Um, you're reminding me of Ethan right now. This portion, oh, no, really? Oh, no. For me, it says, to be 80 years young is more cheerful and hopeful than 40 years old. What? Wow. What does that mean? Wow. Am I 80? I think, I think, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it might be saying that, actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I get nothing wow. out of that fortune. Nothing. I, I, don't, I don't get it either. I, I mean, uh, uh, I don't like it. I don't like these fortunes. Maybe you have to uh, change restaurants here. Well, that I think that's the problem I did. Usually I'll go with the sweatshop that employs that little baby to come deliver uh, <laughs> Chinese food to me. And uh, he acts all gangster and tries to be friends with me, and it's very disturbing. But this was actually from a, a different place uh, that kept me in the in the bathroom way too much today. <laughs> you got to go back to the sweatshop. You know, you, this is the thing about Chinese takeout and delivery. You have to stay. Once you pick a place, you almost have to stay with them forever. Like, um, I created quite a relationship with my Chinese takeout in D.C. when I was with GW, and uh, bad, I guess, or good, that my friends called this lady who used to deliver to me, Mama Hoonan, because of a restaurant <laughs> called Hoonan, Hoonan, Hoonan Pecking. Yeah, the, the restaurant was called Hoonan Pecking, and whenever she would come deliver, she would literally talk to me for, like, 35 minutes. She would, like, talk to me. She would put my food down and hug me. Sometimes I, threw, I think she threw my food on the ground and hugged me. I, I didn't really <laughs> like that. But, yeah, we had, like, a relationship. She was like my mother in D.C. How old was she? Uh, she, was like, she was probably, like, um, uh, late 40s, early 50s. And she had a daughter, too. I met her daughter. I think she brought her daughter around on purpose. Very strange. Oh, so you Very would marry strange. her. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what she was trying to do, but then I uh, escaped from D.C., and uh, that was the end of it. Well, you know, there was that one time that I was in Berlin, uh, which, by the way, if you ever have the chance to go to Berlin, uh, don't. And so I was over there, and we were at this club, um, you know, this dance club in, in Berlin. Looking back now, that sounds awesome, but then it was miserable. Um, and uh, there, I started uh, dance. This 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 white uh, lady was very um, flirtatious, whatever. So I started dancing with her, and then she's like, uh, "My daughter is right over there." Uh, and I was like, "I was like, oh." And I looked at the lady that I'm, you know, face to face with. And she old as hell, and I couldn't tell her in the dark that night. Uh, and the the sad part is, she was still more attracted than her busted ass daughter. <laughs> so you still wanted to dance with the mother? Uh, you know, that's, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was trying to hook me up with that. Stuff. Who does that? What mother goes to a club and tries to hook her daughter up with this strange American boy? It's, that is very strange, but I guess it's very it's commonplace. I guess these mothers are out there looking for guys for their daughters, you know, whether it be a Chinese takeout delivery place or a club in Berlin, Connecticut, you know? <laughs> <laughs> club in where? 
the share I love you sign with one hand and a fist with the other hand and start dancing in his seat. And he looked ridiculous. This guy had to have been about 50 years old. He's by himself at this bar, completely hammered out of his ass. And uh, I dealt with him for a while. And then these two girls came in and sat on, sat on the other side of him. And so then he starts talking to them. And I was like, oh, boy, oh, God. And so w- well, what, was, what was odd about this is that each of these girls seemed to have no problem leaving their friend there to talk to that guy while they went to the bathroom. Like, there was no, you know, they didn't uh, look out for each other. They just left each other there, guy. Then, eventually, I go over to try and kind of save them from the conversation. So I start talking to this one girl, um, and, uh, and then her friend, uh, who was up visiting from Florida. It was a Monday night, so, you know, that's why they were, they were at the bar on a Monday night because a friend was visiting, and she, the girl has a weird work schedule or whatever. Um, and uh, at some point, John Weeks, we were asking each other what, what, how old we were. And so I said, um, 31. She said, 21. And she was like, well, that's all right. The last guy I dated was, was 10 years older than me. And all of a sudden, I realized I have accidentally picked up this lady in this bar. <laughs> You got skills, Mr. Holmes. Skills. <laughs> so, so then I'm like, oh, that's where this is going. All right. So I went with it. You know, that's the key to being a successful improvisation actor. Yes and. Say yes and, you know, what can I do next? Right. You know who's very good at that is uh, you yourself, Mr. Jonathan Wheat. <laughs> Uh, you know, one of my friends, uh, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, um, he actually, um, he calls me the co-signer. Let's say yes, yes so much. Yes. Yes, <laughs> you agree with that? you are king of that. Um, yeah, I, I really think that, you know, we talked about this before, and I was thinking, I don't know if you're really a co-signer. I think you're more of a tangent. <laughs> you're probably right. A, a, a tangent? You're probably uh, right. So... I talked to this girl. We exchanged numbers. And then I'm texting her while I was taking the bus back, like, stay in touch, whatever. And then this, this was last week. And so then, uh, you know what the other thing was, is that as this is going down, before, before I leave that night, uh, Jason and I go outside. He smokes a cigarette, which, you know, I, I, I'd rather be homeless. I don't know about you. But he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> And uh, I agree. He's, he's like, totally agree. He's like, so are you gonna are you gonna holler at that girl? Didn't the last time you were uh, seeing a girl, didn't you think semen was all over the place? And I said, yup. Uh, first that, and then shit. That's when I got mad OCD the last time that I was seeing a, a, a lady with a vagina, um, and you know, full on a full on female, not one of these ladies that. They got their cocks cut and uh, cut off and you know inverted. <laughs> oh, you mean the uh, Somalia, the ma- the magical yeah, Somalia? Yeah. Not that. Yeah. So okay. Um, so so I just start cracking up when he says that outside, and to the point that I'm choking. Um, and then 
the last night I go back to keep Jason company, and uh, he says, he says, is your girlfriend coming? And I said, she's, you know, we've been texting. She might stop by. So I find myself waiting in the bar last night uh, until like 11:30, waiting for this girl who never showed up. Uh, she said she was in the city. Blah blah blah. She said like, let's hang out uh, intentionally soon though. Um, but it was uh, it was quite refreshing to be stood up by a girl for the first time in a long time. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you're open to it. I mean, that's a great thing, and uh, let's see where it goes. I mean, that's is she a good kid at all? You know, she just stand you off. I mean, it's, were you, that doesn't sound too good. Wait, it's, <laughs> wait, what doesn't sound good? That, that, that she stood you off. I mean, what? what no, uh, it wasn't a real stand up. It was like oh, she, okay, you know, okay. she, right, she okay. was going to stop by, and if if she was in the area, it turned out she wound up not around. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, according to Ethan, she's hot, but uh, uh, he, who knows because, you know, he's he's out of his mind. You know what's trending well, on Twitter right now is uh, Martin Bashir. No, he's not. Why? Well, what do you say, something asinine again? What a, what a jackass. <laughs> no, because he, he resigned from MSNBC for – all saying that that thing. Uh, the first tweet I see right now is, I am lol at the image of crusty Martin Bashir all someone should shit in that bitch's mouth, followed by one of those standby messages. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, you know, people can say one thing, that's one thing, but he constantly says ridiculous things, and it's obviously the get media attention. It's just, you know, he should have been fired a long time ago, you know, but uh, or, he, or he should have at least had the decency to leave, but uh, you know, finally. Uh, Basher or Bashir? Martin Bashir is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was jail time or Basher. That's what it was. That's what it was. I, I, was, I forgot. I forgot. Basher See, or you know, Bashir? Uh, jail time or Basher? Martin Bashir is a bastard. Bastard, right. Um, okay. Uh, oh, I that, see we have that a... That comes from probably one of the greatest conversations I've ever had with you, you know? <laughs> well, this is, I mean, this is a very sad time. It was when Michael Jackson passed away, and we realized that Martin Bashir was the guy who killed him. <laughs> yeah, it was. Him and Conrad Murray, man. <laughs> <laughs> Murray, man. Yeah, because Bashir, Bashir Martin Bashir, my man, had that... Uh, 2020 uh, ABC special or whatever called, um, was it called Killing Michael Jackson? Or, no, it was called, like, Living with Michael Jackson or something. should have been called Killing Michael Jackson. And, you know, the whole thing uh, starts out real sweet and friendly. And then at some point, Jail Timer Basher starts going, and then I wondered why Michael was inviting young boys to sleep in his bed. And, and it just... It got it went downhill real fast. <laughs> to the point that Michael was dragged away in handcuffs. Funny <laughs> Bashir is just terrible. I don't know the worst human being on the planet. I, I don't know. I, you know, he's just he's ridiculous. Uh, you know Isn't, the things he says. I mean, is he a journalist? I thought is he not educated and he's still saying these things? I mean, that's just. Uh, what that's was wrong. that crazy comment he made in front of that crowd that one time? Oh, 
I forgot. I know what you're talking about, though. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was very controversial, and now he's saying, you know what I think someone should do is maybe uh, just um, uh, shit in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I was going to suggest the same thing, too. I think I'm going to send him a bag of shit. You know, so you can eat it, you know, on, on the plane or something. <laughs> How are you going to disguise it? What type of food? You know, I was planning to do that, uh, you know, actually. You know, I was actually planning this with my friend. Not to Martin Bashir, but uh, to somebody else. Uh, you know what, what I was going to do? You know what I was going to do? I was going to send I was, uh, seriously, I was going to send the package, put right fragile all over it, make it as legitimate as possible, put a bunch of, you know, those little packing foam thingies in there mm-hmm. so when you had to put your hand in there, you know, you don't know what it is. And, you know, put like a, maybe like a brick there to make it feel heavy, to feel legitimate. Yeah. And the when, <laughs> when they put their hand in there, it's just a piece of crap. <laughs> you got that shit brick? I mean, Wait. it's a little sick, right? Yeah, shit brick. Wait, who, who are you going to do? Who are you plotting this with and who are you going to do this to? I can't tell you who it was because I thought... Um... <laughs> I think you might. I think this could be like an, a, a, a a criminal offense. It probably is, and I probably won't do it. But it, I, I I think it sounds hilarious, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think or you should sick. change the just change your target to to Bashir. Maybe you could do just make pretend it's like a box of chocolates, and just instead of chocolate, <laughs> a bunch of wrapped pieces of crap and tinfoil. <laughs> Hey, you really never know what you're going to get. Jail-timer <laughs> <laughs> basher. Martin Bashir is a basher. He's a basher. Jail-timer basher. Martin Bashir is a basher. Jail-timer basher. Martin Bashir is a basher. So, uh, you know, this, well, we talked on the Thanksgiving episode. By the way, uh, for those of you who want a, a special bonus edition of Blazing Ride Backstage, I've placed the podcast in a hidden area on iTunes, so you'll have to find it yourself, or you, if you're friends with me on Facebook or Twitter or something, um, I've provided you a link to go get it. Just know that it's not on our normal feed. I wanted to give you guys a little better audio quality this time, so look out for that. John Weeks, have you found that episode? No, I have not. I'm still searching for it. It's like an adventure. It's like The Hobbit 2 trying to find this uh, this lost episode. The lost episodes are backstage. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> what do you think about that uh, uh, that, uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, girl, Rebecca Atwood, uh, is very upset still about the fact we brought Happy Meals to their New Year's Eve party last year? Well, I think it's very nice, actually. I think it's a great thought to bring happiness to a party. That's what Happy Meals are. They're happiness. They're boxed happiness uh, with delicious meals inside them. I, I don't know what Rebecca, Rebecca Atwood's so mad about, really. You know, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think that that was two years ago. That was not. There's no way that was only one year ago. And she's still just as upset about it. Well, you know, maybe she needs a Happy Meal to be happier, I guess. You know? Maybe you know, we should get her a Happy Meal. <laughs> I, I would think she's Elmo? having her own. She's, yeah. she's having her own holiday party soon. Uh, at her and her boyfriend's crib, and I was thinking I should just bring one Happy Meal there just to just to fuck with her. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a phenomenal idea. I think you should do that right away. And uh, yeah. you know, it, even it, don't even wait for the party. Just bring it to her immediately. She, she needs the happiness. The thing is, 
it's not like I have anything against her, but the fact that she still reacted so strongly to it with that Facebook comment, I can't believe you fucking crossed the happy meals, you shame on you. What is her deal? Like, I can't believe she's still this upset about it. I can't believe she was upset about it to begin with. Well, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if she, she had, she really cast happy meals for some reason. Maybe she has, like, some kind of personal, you know, nightmare with Happy Meals. I don't know how someone can, but, you know, you get toys in those Happy Meals, don't you? Toys! <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think... It's of you, happiness. You know who really is looking out for these Happy Meals is those, uh, the Mises with the blind diabetical. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My, uh, 50-year-old plus dad used to buy Happy Meals for... For <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, for himself, he would buy Happy Meals for himself, and I don't think oh. he got it. I don't think he got it for the meal. He would get it for the toys. <laughs> uh, what would he do with these toys? Would you remember those goddamn beady babies? Those uh, damn yeah. beady babies. We had like thousands of them in the attic. Thousands. They're Why like does a, he think a, he can resell them or something? I think that's what he. I think that's what he did. But I think he actually grew a liking towards these beanie babies and just started collecting them like craziness. So does he, he have like a thousand go up to the attic and talk attic. to the beanie baby man? The beanie, the beanie baby man. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is that your dad's nickname, Beanie Baby Man? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Something. Oh, Beanie Babies. But they freak me out. I think they're walking around in the attic all the time. <laughs> well, there's that, that movie The Conjuring about that, that doll that was alive in that house. You know what? That's really funny you should bring that up. I just saw that over the weekend. I highly mm-hmm. recommend that movie. I think it's one of the best horror movies in the last couple of years. It freaked me out. Beyond belief. Yes. So scary. What, wasn't that in Connecticut, too? Well, I think it was in Rhode Island. But the, oh. but uh, uh, yeah, I think it was in Rhode Island. There was something about Connecticut, though. I think the uh, the ghost hunters were from Connecticut, though. They were from Monroe. Oh, I see. Yeah, that that makes sense. And they got the. I noticed on the Netflix they got the new Haunting in Connecticut two on the thing. Uh, the, what's the deal with Connecticut being so scary? I don't know what it is. I, uh, lots of white people. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. No, but, <laughs> uh-huh. no um, I don't know. Connecticut, I, I don't know. You can make the same claim for a lot of New England. It's got a lot of old historical structures that you don't know uh, what's in them, and some of them are abandoned, and, you know, a lot of mental hospitals. And, uh, you know, Connecticut's quite uh, it's a scary place sometimes. I think there's even an abandoned town in Connecticut somewhere, which is supposed to be really off limits. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, but... Um, there's an abandoned town because I saw it on some kind of antique roadshow, not roadshow, but antique show, and uh, mm-hmm. some guy wanted to go look for old stuff, and he went there and, and he was breaking into old saloons, and uh, you know there was a lot of old crap there. But yeah, Connecticut's kind of creepy, I gotta say. There's, uh, eh, you know, sometimes in the uh, the valley or whatnot, you know, there's not a whole lot of people around, so eh, it gets a little scary sometimes. <laughs> well, John, we do you know what time it is? Oh, my gosh. It's been our best awards. We're the wizard. The wizard is making his return, I believe, because this is a weird number. Oh, my God, who's the best? Oh, my God. 
I do. I do. I, I use the bathroom for mealtime a lot. I, it just helps me think, you know, and, and eat. <laughs> wow. That's as weird as being in the restroom stall and there's somebody, you know, the right about noon, I guess it is, and who's Arab and, and practicing whatever it is that they practice that suddenly makes them have to, like, raise their feet up off the floor and bear their shoes and wash their feet. And... <laughs> yeah. It's like a ritual, yeah. Yes. This conversation has really gotten fun away from time. me. Fun times the bathroom is. <laughs> and who's your third hot mess, Sire Tamara Tooney, man? My last hot mess just occurred about an hour ago, and it happened in Midtown, Manhattan. Ooh. If you go home tonight and you are missing your dog, chances are it's at the Rockefeller Center because Mariah Carey was calling them motherfuckers. <laughs> she was calling them motherfuckers. <laughs> she hit some shits. I thought it was going to bust the damn TV screen. I had my finger in my ear. <laughs> now, I, I, yeah. I heard... I heard some of that, but it was on very low volume. Did she sound bad, or was she just loud? No, she was just loud, and she was doing all that, you know, high shit. <laughs> you know, you know, so you know do when some she, of that high shit sometimes. You know, not like that. You know, when <laughs> she, she does that. She does that, and her fucking hand gets such a workout because she's got to point out every note. You know, you know when yeah, her hand yeah, starts her shaking and... like she's got fucking muscular dystrophy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great song nonetheless. Yes, it is. You know oh, what version yeah. of that yes, song is not is. good? The version of the song that's not good is the one with Bieber. Ugh. Uh yeah, he seems to be sort of a hot mess he these days. He just keeps making runner up. You know, as does Kanye and and little Mr. Chris. They just keep hanging out there. Yeah. Yeah. Those two guys stop uh, making songs together. Yeah. They're bad influences on each other, I think. Yeah. They're like their own little craft pack. They're like their own little craft pack. You know, we have the rat pack and the brat pack. They're a little craft pack. (laughs) Craft pack. (laughs) All right. Time to get lubed off, lubed up, and jack up and off and wh- whatever it is. Are you guys ready to to jack off? I'm ready. Do it. Yep. All right. Um, all right, we start us off. All righty. Ron Burgundy co-anchored an entire newscast on KXMB in North Dakota the other day. This is similar to when he occupied the White House from 2001 to 2009. Uh, <laughs> Joe Jonas revealed that though he and his brothers wore purity rings, he lost his virginity at age 20. Jonas said, I'm glad I waited for the right person because, because you look back and you go, that girl was that shit crazy. (laughs) That girl looked back and went, that girl was a fucking Jonas brother. <laughs> On Sunday, the Republican, <laughs> the Republican National Committee tweeted, Today we remember Rosa Parks' bold stand and her role in ending racism. Thank God that's over. 
said Artanian Muslim socialist dictator president. <laughs> Speaking of this, I'm, I'm like already oohing over the damn joke I'm about to tell you. Justin <laughs> Diamond opened up to Oprah about his sex tape. Remember that nasty-ass thing? Anyway, in response, viewers said, (laughs) (laughs) And scene. (laughs) We need a job. (laughs) Joan Rivers defended Alec Baldwin's recent anti-gay remarks to a photographer by unleashing a racist, sexist, homophobic diatribe of her own over the Internet. Now, when have we ever known Joan to make appearances worse than they already are? (laughs) Yep. Mm. That was pretty damn good. I I did like it. I did like her rant. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, she left no stone unturned. (laughs) Well, that's Joan for you. A divorce blogger, Jean Gauche, has written a new blog about what it's like to be divorced at age 26. Larry King reacted by saying, Oh, yeah? Well, I've been divorced 26 times at age 106. Take that, GD, from Duluth. (laughs) (laughs) From Duluth. (laughs) Prisoner star Maria Bello came out in the New York Times essay as a lesbian. I'm shocked, said nobody at all. <laughs> this church is set to picket Paul Walker's funeral as the actor lives a life that was fast and furious. Right, because the members of the church aren't already excessively furious themselves. Uh, Relatedly, speed was a factor in the car crash that killed Fast and Furious star Paul Walker. That's the joke, asshole. (laughs) Waka waka. About 100 people signed. About 100 people signed up for a hundred day last month. One hundred thousand people signed up for Obamacare last month, making it a fourfold increase from October. Turns out 100,000 ladies are trying to get covered so that they can cut their cunts into vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping that's where you would go with that one. Why, but of course. (laughs) I know all about Sharon Osbourne. What she got her cunt cut cut into a vagina? Uh, yes. You know, oh, she went chin. in for a little tightening. A little tightening. Yeah. <laughs> Weeks. Twitter rant over the weekend. Roseanne Barr admitted to having mental health issues. Yeah. And Kenny Rogers admitted to having plastic surgery, douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye West stormed off stage at a recent performance in Tampa. This is unlike Kanye, who typically storms onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. 
Britney Spears reveals on Ellen that she, Justin Timberlake, and Ryan Gosling used to play spin the bottle during their Mickey Mouse Club days. I would finish this joke, but I just spooged in me pantaloons. (laughs) In September of 2012, Bob Dylan gave an interview to Rolling Stone where he said, if you've got a slave master uh, or clan in your blood, blacks can sense that. That stuff lingers to this day, just like Jews can sense Nazi blood and the Serbs can sense Croatian blood. French authorities, in response, have filed preliminary charges against Dylan for public insult and inciting hate. Fortunately, Bob Dylan corrected everyone by saying what he actually said was, Pope Francis has allegedly been leaving the Vatican at night to feed Pope's homeless. I guess they shine like a little, you know, like Pope light up in the sky like they do for Batman. <laughs> this, much, this is much unlike many of his employees who leave their churches in the middle of the night to go fuck tiny little children's bums. Oh, <laughs> come on, we. <laughs> I'm going to look for the Pope light tonight. <laughs> Sire, we were uh, we were at a, our, our Thanksgiving with the assorted box of chocolates, and they didn't they were not keen on any Catholic jokes. <laughs> Ooh, that must have been tough. Yeah, well, it's nice to be back back in the the yeah. jack off bosom. Um, That's right. All right, cool. uh, Sire, uh, we will catch you next week. Thank you so much, sir. Yep, sir. Take your time. Night, night. So, Weeks, you know what I was thinking was the, oh, my God. What? 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 I've Ryan's phone. He's unable to speak to you at the moment. What in the hell is this? Listen, listen, Jonathan. Listen. This, I am the backstage recording. Oh, my God. No, you're not. I'm going to find you. I'm going to hurt you. I'll bring you to justice, Bane Mine. I was just thinking. I was just thinking. My favorite food is sour ice cream. I hate sour ice cream. Who eats sour ice cream? Bring me to your leader. I need to get more toilet paper, my man. Toilet paper. Just use your pants. That's what I do. I use my cape. That's what the cape is for. It's like this disposable toilet paper, only I could wash it again. If only I could do a better bad impression. You don't sound like Bane. You sound like my grandmother doing Bane, Bane. 
I sound more like the church lady. This is not special. You know who I am? I am Batman. Oh, Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. Oh, Batman. What? What do you have planned for this coming weekend, Batman? For this weekend, I bought a bunch of truffles. I love truffles. Are they going to be the chocolate truffles like Charlie? Such a detourate. Yes. That's where I got them. From Touch Artito. Give me a second, Mike. God damn it, bang, man. Oh, I'm going to get some sour ice cream. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. Are you still there? What happened? Is we still what there? was that? Who are those guys you know, on the... What the hell happened? We have this, uh, this, this new roommate. He wears a mask and prances around and weird, weird uh, what do you call it, BDSM clothing. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> you know what exactly? My, all my lights turned off. I got hit in the head. And some dude, like, on my ceiling came out of the tiles and started, and started talking on my phone for no reason at all in a really deep voice that he really didn't need to do. It was really strange. But then he gave it back to me and just left out the front door. Made no sense. <laughs> out the front door. That's that's it's that's not a very uh, dramatic end exit. No, it wasn't. He left the door open. The douchebag. <laughs> I almost said entrance and exit at the same time. Instruzit. Instruzit. Right. I, yeah. I like I like that bang though. That bang. They brought a different edge to him. It was like a grand grandmotherly bang. <laughs> Grandma Bay! Grandma Bay! Grandma! 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 I'll have to work that. was amazing. That I thought we time. should do that more often. For what? We should do that more often. I like that. Yes, yes. We'll definitely bring it back next time. Batman and Grandma Bang-Mang. Special guests. <laughs> what was he talking about? Sour ice cream? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I mean, his plans were to eat sour ice cream, but Batman, Batman wanted chocolate truffles. I don't understand from Chuck Giardino's house. I, I don't... I, I, those are not really exciting plans for the weekend, I guess. Gotham needs a new villain. I know. Well, you either grow up long enough to see yourself become the villain, or you're a a hero in the night. (laughs) You either grow, you either die young, or you grow old enough to like sour ice cream. This is the this is the grandma who's slated to terrorize Gotham, and the only thing she has planned for the weekend is eating sour ice cream. Well, Batman is the savior of the city, and all he has planned is eating chocolate truffles from Sunshine Dino's house, and he paid for them the full price, retail price. <laughs> Makes no sense. 
and he didn't even do the Cyber Monday deal on him. No, I think that uh, he, he should go. Uh, we should call him Chocolate Chuckstills. So remember to go to stamps.com, folks, and enter the code word WTF. Go to stamps.com, enter WTF, all right? And remember to go to huluplus.com and enter the code word COMEDYBANGBANG. These advertisements will not give us any money, but uh, I figure, you know, well, let's let's uh, try and send some money over Mark Marin's way. That's right. I agree. Every little bit right. helps. Why not try to help? You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> weeks. Uh, what do you? Uh, oh, you know what? You know how like uh, the Thanksgiving episode was a special episode. It's so nice to be back in a regular episode. I agree. I agree. I mean, Thanksgiving was fun, but. You know, this is the reason why I, I'm doing, I'm, I'm breathing here, doing the show, joy riding all day, every day. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving's good, and family's great, but backstage with Ryan Holmes is the point of my life here. You know, is is the tits? <laughs> it's the tits, and it's lovely, lovely, <laughs> the lovely, lovely. Tits. Isn't that a a movie? The lovely tits. <laughs> the lovely tits, smart bra. I like that. <laughs> um, what do you think that that uh, that dog, that canine Mousie, is that lives by itself? What do you think she's doing right now? Mousie is is partying yet again because she has so much damn money and lives in a million dollar home. A dog finds you, and what she's doing is is listening to the show. Meanwhile, blind blindfolding her guests, and what she's doing is she's throwing like this rubber ball in the toilet. But what's also in the toilet is a dunk, and so whenever the dogs go in there to get get the ball out of the toilet, they they get some dunk on their face. That's what that's what she <laughs> Get that dunk on your face. <laughs> I went in for the rubber ball in the toilet, and I got when the ball bounced out of the ball. toilet. At my village, I got some nickel matter in my village. <laughs> the Bouncy is one sick dog, i got to tell you. All that money's getting through her head. <laughs> yeah, million-dollar dog. Oh, you know, I went to this website the other day, um, and they had a list of their staffers. It was like a recruitment agency, and the director of hospitality, I shit you not, was a fucking pit bull. It was a dog. <laughs> Seriously. Who does Go that? to, wow, I think it's careersforwomen.com. It's a legitimate agency, and that is legitimately their hospitality uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that website out. Maybe uh, they have a career for me on careersforwomen.com. <laughs> they put and men in little uh, after the ellipses. What's your uh, favorite scene in She's the Man, Man, with a Man, a Man, a Man? Well, okay, this is not a long one. It's not a big speech. And I'll probably, I probably won't pull it off because it's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, last week I was watching this movie, and uh, it's my favorite scene. And She's the Man, 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 It's called Silence of the Lion Minds. Lion Minds, Lion Minds, Lion and, uh, uh, silence of the Limehines? <laughs> yeah, and Amanda Bynes plays this, like, seriously crooked, cannibalistic serial killer locked up and giving advice to this young detective. 
and she's really sick in this movie, and I, 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 she really pulls it off, probably because it uh, mirrors her own character. But, um, okay, this is the, uh, the, the, the scenes where, you know, Amanda Bynes is just grossing out Jodie Foster, and it's one of the, actually, I, I looked it up, it's one of the American Film Institute's number 21 most popular movie quote of all time. Is, all right? is Jodie Foster the character's name? Is Jodie Foster the character? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I heard the eight, she's an FBI agent. I forget what her name is. Uh, Clarice. Clarice Starling? Yes, Clarice Starling. Yes, that's right. That's uh-huh. right. And I got to tell you, I, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I just saw it last week. It's disturbing, and it's great. But, um, okay, so here it is. I'm going to try to do the best I can, but only my device can do this really good. Um, all right. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, that's my favorite scene. And she's the mighty 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 mighty. That's a great scene. That's a great scene. Um, disturbing. <laughs> very disturbing. My favorite scene, and she's my man with my brain, the 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 Amanda Baines is a, is a big uh, old ass lion, and uh, uh, he's she's pissed off at his son. Uh, is Amanda Baines' son's name is Simba, and Simba uh, put uh, his friend in a jeopardizing situation. So my favorite scene is she's a man man with Amanda Baines' money is when uh, Amanda Baines goes, Simba, you deliberately disobeyed me, and what's worse, you put Nala in danger. Nazu, take Nala home. That's my favorite scene. She's my man with a man. That was a great scene. I love that. I love that reenactment. That was great. That brought back a lot of memories of Amanda Bites. All right. Well, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Somebody owes you a fucking podcast, man. So fucking, you know, settle up, asshole. Uh, hit the brakes, Florence. Go record a podcast, everyone. And uh, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that thing, John Weeks? Put her in a shopping cart, roll her down the hill, and take a grenade launcher and blow it up. And then cry. But then, while eating Popeyes. <laughs> and, and talking in the attic to a bunch of beanie baby magnet conjuring minds. That's right, buddy. That's right. <laughs> Good night, John Weeks. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Good night, Rod. Oh, I'm gonna